Hello everybody. Happy Wednesday. I just wanted to pop in before the start of this week's episode to let you know that there is an issue with the quality of this week's audio. Something happened when we were recording and for some reason the second half is just not as good. Uh, we've done whatever we could to try to make it better for you guys. You can still hear it However, it's it's not as good as we would like it to be, and we apologize for that. However, we hope that you still enjoy this week's episode. We had a lot of fun recording it, and without further ado, on with the show. Okay, look, now you see the fucking county. Congratulations. Thank God. I think you see most of the Atlantic. Uh, most of the Atlantic. I see the whole fucking world, bro. <laughs> that sounds like such a weird flex. I see the whole world, bro. Bro. <laughs> oh, How you doing? I'm actually oh. doing better. I am. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing better. Great. <laughs> I cleaned my house, which is always step one um, for when you just don't want to do anything. Um, yeah. Clean my house and then like, I don't know, like just the, the shit's clean. And like, I got my fucking in my KitchenAid. I have a KitchenAid. I, I got to use it. And I want to use it. And I just watched that video that you sent me. It is the sweetest, cutest little thing. And it goes... <sighs> Perfectly with your yellow kitchen. Oh my god! I've seriously, dude. I've wanted, I've I've wanted a yellow KitchenAid probably since I was like fourteen. Like specifically you know, yellow. I think this could be a false memory just because we're talking about it, but I think I have a memory of you and I talking. I always wanted like the minty blue one, that yeah. kind of you know minty blue. That and Miller I think color. I remember you. Yeah, you saying back then. Like all you wanted was a yellow KitchenAid, and I and I remember mm -hmm. that. So that's cool that it's 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 happened. You got the thing. So I'm gonna beat you to death with bread now. Somehow it will just somehow make my bread game better. <laughs> I it will taste better because that KitchenAid made it, dude. It improves so much because I know. Oh, God damn it, dude! I love KitchenAid so fucking much, or any kind of manual mixer. mixer or non-manual mixer mm. yeah um yeah because there are just something the other day i i don't remember what i made but i had to cream butter and sugar by hand and i forgot no, I never i can't do that it, it you feel like an old pioneer woman you just can't and it never can't. creams right not no. the not as creamy as it can get in a fucking mixer Oh, baby. You know what my favorite thing to do with a mixer is? And this is so stupid, but I love to do it. Whenever I make a cake, I always buy canned icing. Because I like canned icing. I can make buttercream icing. I just like the canned shit better. And maybe I'm trash, and so, but I don't care. By canned icing, you mean like the tubs of icing, right? The plastic yeah, tubs yeah, of icing? Yeah, pre-made. Okay. Not homemade okay. icing. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's um, the tits. I can't make it that good. Fuck that. 
It's so good. I But I do like to take it and empty the tub into the KitchenAid and put on the whisk. And if you just whip that on high speed for a couple of minutes, it doubles the amount of icing that you have, by the way. Oh. <laughs> and it gets so fucking airy and delicious. Oh, give it, give it a shot. Oh, yeah, baby. I can now. You can. Oh. What attachments? Dude, I could talk. Okay. <laughs> I want the pasta attached. All right, so they've got me. Here's mm. they fucking got me, dude. And mm-hmm. so I open the box, and then they, the first thing you see when you open the box is a big magazine thing of all of their attachments you don't have. Of yet. course. And oh so shit. You. Uh, that's the first thing I looked at, and there's so there's a I want or I'm uh, uh, there's two in particular that I really want. There's more than two, but I really <laughs> <laughs> I want the ravioli one. I think that's yeah, fucking the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, it makes this sheet of raviolis and I'm so fucking about it. And I really, really don't ask why, because I don't know why I want the meat grinder. I was just going to say the fucking meat I, I would meat love grinder. to do that. Mm-hmm. Clark wants the meat grinder so bad. And I do too, because I love... Like hot dogs and shit. Well, yeah. Well, and I would like to make sausages. Like be able exactly. to like, round, like make my own kinds of shit like that and have Hunter smoke. And it just makes me fucking imagine. Exactly. It makes me feel better to have that level of control over it. Mm-hmm. But also know what's going into it. Because listen, I'm not I've never been bothered by the fact that hot dogs basically just eyelids and buttholes. I don't mm-hmm. care. But yeah. if I can also like maybe throw in some jalapeno or something, that would be it, yeah. Give it some, give it some love. Give yeah, it something, something. I, I'm excited. Well, plus here's here's the thing. I just I've I've always wanted to use a meat grinder. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> what a strange desire. Oh, it also makes me. It seems satisfying. Spooky. It does. It seems like it would make a cool noise. But it makes me think of the spooky soda episode from the last one that the meat grinder just started like moving by itself. I was thinking about that just slowly, very just slowly. Crank it out. <laughs> oh, listen, if we've not beat you over the head with it enough, we do have some news if you haven't heard it. That's right. WBAH Witch Bitch Hour podcast. Who are we? We got nominated twice, dude. Twice for the witchies. I don't get it. <sighs> the 2020 witchies. We've been nominated for, listen to this, check it out. Like, best podcast of the year? You serious? That's the Ooh. one that honestly makes me want to laugh. Was there a mistake? No. Um, as well as exceptional podcast episode of the year for our episode 70. Reflections at the Haunted Magnolia. So if you guys are reflections, it sounds like a much nicer episode than it actually is. If you are interested in voting for that, even if it's not for us, hey, whatever, we get we get it. You can do so at the link in the show notes. If you can't get the show notes, you can go to our website for the show notes. Uh, it's also plastered over pretty much every social we have. So thank you guys so much. And uh We'll take all this undeserved praise. Hey, there you go. You know what? Undeserved or not, it's still praise. I thrive on it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what are we speaking on today? Speaking, speaking on, uh, I'm talking to you about allspice. I'm so excited. I fucking love allspice. I feel like every time you say what topic you're doing, I just gasp and then say, <laughs> I love you do. blank. <laughs> you always um, gasp. I do. <gasps> you're talking about a, a, a witchcraft thing today? Wow. <laughs> Me too. I... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to do a a little installment of the Goddess series, and I'm talking to you today about Goddess Maka. Do you have a story for me? I do. I have a story that paints her. Oh, it's a sad story. And it paints the people in it like awful people, but it also paints her as a badass because she is. And uh, if you remember the Morrigan... Uh, the Morgan was one of those loving goddesses, but would also deal you what you deserved. Right. Um, and the same here. And I'll get into I'll get into why. But before we go any further, Macy. What? Who gets this episode? Who gets this glorious episode? This week's episode goes out to Wednesday. Wednesday. I love the name Wednesday. <laughs> All I can think of is goodbye, Ruby Wednesday. Oh. Who could hang a name on you? Beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. a lazy effort, but it worked. I, you know what I've had stuck in my head? All day. I woke mm-hmm. up with this stuck in my head. Is the fucking song from Ocarina of the Do 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 The Rain song? song of Storms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. it's not strange. That's regularly stuck in my head. But Oh, for sure. You want to talk about a fucking soundtrack that slaps that game? Oh, my God. There is somebody. And it's not. What is your favorite? Is, uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Uh, well, I have several. Okay. But the one mm. that I always. Uh, Gerudo Valley. I love Gerudo Valley so much. Do it. That one. Are are the people are they called Garudians? Gerudos? Those I women. Know. I don't know. I love them so much. They're just like badass fucking oh, yeah. warrior women. I love them so much. Uh, fuck it. So, oh, you know what? You know what song I never, like, it seems to be a favorite amongst Zelda fans, but I just don't, Sarah's I don't get song. jiggy. Sarah song. Sarah's fucking lame. It doesn't do it for me. Never has. No. Also, you know, I also am a fan. Uh, you hear it a thousand and one times, but the song of time is intense. And I love it. Oh, yeah. It is. I'm also trying to remember the song that the... <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. You're correct. <laughs> anyway, I love the name Wednesday. Thank you, Wednesday. Thank you, Wednesday. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Who goes first? Fuck. I don't know. 
Let me look on the website. Chamomile carnelian. So me? Oh, yeah. Me. That's good. I like it when we end. And this is, I, I've had this whole thing of being like, well, wait until we're together whenever I do a historical witch episode. But you doing this kind of takes that excuse away from me now. So I feel like I need to start doing those again. <laughs> it, it has, you know, it's, there's been many moons since a goddess episode or since any kind of like um, installment of episode, I guess. Yeah. Well, I tried and, to do it the other day and I was like, I'll do the crown chakra. And I was like, oh, a few right. sentences in and was like, Oh, <laughs> now you. You, you do have one chakra left, which I forget though. Which one is it? Don't you? Well, have I do and I don't because I, I kind of don't because mm. I did. I covered the third eye before covering the third eye chakra, and they're just mm. they're so similar, you know. Like, and I guess there's some things that aren't, but it's always deterred me. Ah, uh, I get that. I get that. Mine's a little bit that way today in that I've sort of covered it, but I haven't. And um, okay, we'll get there together. We'll get there. Listen. We'll get there. Yes. All spice. Oh. So all spice, also known as pimento berry. And uh, I also have its scientific name in here somewhere. Uh, it is Did you say derived. Pimento, pimento berry. berry. I'll explain that. Kind of weird, right? So it, yeah. it, it was. I've surprised me too. So it comes from the dried fruit or berries of the pimento dioica. Dioica. Hmm. Yeah. Dio. Yeah. Ronnie James Dio. And so they are. So they're picked like before ripeness. They're picked before they get ripe, and then they're sun dried. Typically, that's the the way in which they are prepared to be ground to turn into allspice, uh, the ground powdery version. So the tree is classified as an evergreen shrub. Love a shrub. All the best stuff comes from a shrub. A good shrubby boy. Mm. And uh, typically, a max height. Like it can be much shorter than this, but a maximum height of only about sixty feet. And kind of, you, but you can, depending on how you cultivate the tree can determine the shape, you know, like you can keep it all landscaped and trimmed up or whatever. And it's kind of bushy or if it has room to really grow and whatnot, it can kind of become almost like a, a taller, like a shade tree, or it'll be kind of low and scruffy. So really it can, it depends on its environment and also on the care that it's given and things like that. Its main home is Jamaica, and uh, it's it's native there, deeply embedded into the culture. It appears in like, I mean, like jerk chicken, you know, like oh, it, it's yeah, and uh, so it's very common in the the cuisine for that region. And uh, this was really, I, I really liked this. I thought this was really interesting. The germination requirements for the seed to really work and thrive are, are pretty pretty intense, so. It was it was noticed that just trying to you know propagate these plants normally and like to take the you know to plant the seeds you know wasn't really working out it, it wasn't growing really it wasn't successful and so then they realized well fucking birds spread these things like nobody's business so then they like put the the seeds in the bird shit and just like put them in there and that didn't work you know like that didn't work either so it's since been kind of realized that really kind of for the germination process to really be the way it's supposed to be, it has to be shit out by the bird. Hmm. 
Yeah. So I wonder if it's because I know tomato seeds have this like uh, enzymatic coating on them and you have to like ferment the seeds before you can plant them. I wonder if it's that same kind of idea. Like if the stomach acid of the bird eats away at it or something. I don't know. I, it's really, I really, it's interesting in the way that it was required. It has to pass through the avian gut. <laughs> I hate that. Why does the addition of avian make it so much worse? It's worse, isn't it? Because I love the word gut. I, I talk, I love, I'm all about you the gut. You do love gut. But avian gut. Avian gut. But now I'm picturing a teeny tiny little, little GI tract of a bird and That's it's adorable. True. It's cute. Well, that teeny tiny GI tract is entirely responsible for these things kicking ass. And that's just amazing to me. I was just, that's so, nature's crazy. Nature is scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now it, it has since kind of uh, it spread also to Hawaii. It grows in Hawaii as well as Tonga. And, uh, it also parts of Mexico, I believe Guatemala. So that kind of region, um, if you can't tell, like a theme with the climate, it seems it likes tropical or subtropical climates. And uh, that's really where it's it's able to thrive and, and do its thing. So that's why it's found there. However, I did find it interesting that it's it's pretty, it's only found in the Western hemisphere. That's it. Like it, it's pretty re- like limited regionally as to where huh. it can grow and grow well. So Strange. the leaves can also be used and, and cooked with. They have a very similar texture to bay leaves, that very kind of firm, stiff, leafy texture. And they, they carry somewhat of the taste and the aroma. So while perhaps not as strong as like the, the berries or, you know, which turn into like the intense ground allspice scent, it uh, it's a bit more subtle, but it apparently comes through quite nicely as like, you know, a culinary additive. So it's commonly believed, and honestly, me too. I, until I did this research, I always thought that allspice was a blend of spices. I, I really did never did too. I thought it was like nutmeg so, and cinnamon and shit. So does everyone else. So, I mean, like a lot of people think that it's a blend of seasonal spices, you know, for this time, like clove, cinnamon, nutmeg, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of spices that it's just like a, a cooking blend. You know, it's a cooking blend that has just been around for a long time. So that's kind of why it's named that. So apparently the English called it all spice because it just smelled like all of these different spices. Once again, English coming through showing the absolute lack of creativity. <laughs> uh, I'm talking oh, old England. So literal. <laughs> yeah. It smells like all the spices. What should we call it? Allspice. Uh, so the Mayans, they would use allspice for embalming purposes apparently so I, apparently that's a thing that it can do and uh, other cultures uh, within the region would also they would flavor their chocolate with it which sounds fucking good Whoa. the Arawak peoples which from what I could tell was kind of a it there's multiple tribes that that fell under this uh, they would use it for curing meat and I saw this that that some groups would use it to like cure the human flesh of their foes their enemies 
However, for, I was kind of digging around on this online because you hear that a lot, you know, pretty much any native peoples that were written about, you know, it's like they were these just fucking savages and whatnot. Well, the fucking Spanish conquistadors like made this claim. So it's like, uh, there's a fair yeah. amount online that, I mean, like literally like Christopher Columbus pretty much was like, these people eat their enemies. And it's like, I don't fucking believe you. And neither do a lot of people. So, okay, Chris, take a seat. Yeah. You know? And so when the Spanish, I have like discovered in quotations because they didn't all spice <laughs> uh, for themselves they thought that um, they, it looked like black peppercorns, right? Mm. So that's why they called it pimento, which is derived from the Spanish word pimenta uh, for pepper. Huh. And it's in the scientific name too, but it's not a pepper. It, it's actually in like the Myrtle family. Great. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that was from Wikipedia. Oh, uh, how disappointed do you think you would be if you like found these things that you thought was black peppercorn and you'd be like putting it on your food? And you're like, yeah, I'm going to get some pepper and it's fucking all yeah, like, put it on your like tacos or something. Yeah. Although, I mean, that sounds pretty good. If you can if the have stars like, align, it could. Kick I mean, ass. well, you know, it's like it's just like you can have fucking mole. So why not allspice? Right. I don't know. Or what is mole? You know, it's like that. It's like that chocolate sauce that's in a lot of like uh, South American cuisine. And it's it's not chocolate in that it's like a sweet chocolate, but it's like a cocoa-based so chocolate. Yeah, it's well, sort of. It's like a mm, it's like a less sweet chocolate sauce, but it's also savory. That's how and it's like great. it's used in the place that you would use like hot sauce or sauce. Oh. If you ever get a chance to get some meat, like meat that's been stewed in mole, fucking go for it. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, man. Jesus. I have I actually have chills on my arms. Like I'm not kidding. That sounds delicious. <laughs> it's really good. So allspice is very tied to Mars and the fire element. It kind of fits, you know, it's that fiery kind of spice energy. And therefore it's tied to magic involving strength power, determination, or work of like a masculine type energy. And, you know, for me, that's just energy that's the more aggressive type, you know, or like the more like for forward, like uh, kind of thing, you know, so if you really are wanting to do something with some kick, uh, it, it can work really well for that. So it has long been used and is still used today in practices such as hoodoo, uh, especially practices that derived from, I mean, essentially, this is something native to Jamaica. And as we all unfortunately know, there was a huge slave trade in Jamaica. And that, of course, brought slaves to the United States of America. And all spices is still used in hoodoo to this day for luck and money drawing. I saw a lot of that. Um, hmm. it's also a good hex breaker or a protector against evil, whether it be intentional evil, uh, or not. It just really seems to have like this, like, kind of energy, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Whip crack. <laughs> so, uh, the powder or the oil or the berries themselves uh, can be used in charm bags, jar spells, floor washes, sigils with the oil, sweeping powders. I mean, really anywhere, you know, once I feel like once you crack the the code or like the the understanding of herb magic and how it's just whatever you know, whatever yeah. you want 
I think once you get Super into that, you cool. just realize you do anything. You do it with anything. Put it in, put it, doesn't matter. Fucking put it in anything. And so you can kind of just use it however best works for you. Macy, put it in anything. <laughs> put it in anything. 2020. So, so with its strong ties to luck and money, it, it also makes for a great uh, dressing and, and candle magic. So the oil or ground spice or both can be used this way with like a, a green candle, for instance. So you can like roll the candle or pat some oil or like on the candle and then roll that in the ground allspice. And then you get this like sweet ass coated candle. Um, and so it can be really, really good for, for money magic and, and things like that. It's also used as a root chakra activator uh, or a balancer with this, it, it's real earthy, you know, it has this potent earthy scent, uh, kind of activating that that primal earthy root fire center. And of course, there's, there's kitchen witchery. I mean, it, it is a cooking spice. It's a very common spice and it's a super incognito spice. I mean, hmm. it would not be looked at even remotely strangely if someone found it in your spice cabinet <laughs> why do you have all this all spice are you a witch <laughs> you know it's a very it's a very safe one and it's quite a powerful herb too so it's a nice one to have for for us you know our listeners out there that have to kind of fly under the radar a little bit uh for whatever the reason may be it's something that you can add to a dish or maybe i don't know sp sprinkle it wherever you want to for something for these kinds of purposes and it's not really looked at too strangely unless you're like in the kitchen applying it to your root chakra directly yeah you yeah yes read the room <laughs> <laughs> whoa what the hell it was a drink it was it sounded like an atom bomb well it's in i'm drinking i'm drinking <laughs> it's it sounds crunchy i'm drinking greens and they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I have them in a blender bottle, and so it's just very noisy. I like how you're like, this sounds crunchy, and it's the most crunchy shit I've ever heard. At least I prepared you. Oh, that's all right. Thank you. So, allspice. Add it to dishes to close. I have a tea recipe for you, and so so here's the thing about this tea recipe. I tried it today, but here I don't. I didn't have any allspice, but I had <laughs> <laughs> I had clove and I had nutmeg and cinnamon. <laughs> so it's close. So enough. the thing, the thing that it's not. Yeah, exactly. But I, I assume. Knowing mm. what allspice tastes like, it would taste pretty similar to this. Okay, so you need not one, but two teaspoons allspice berries. Berries. So keep that in mind. If you don't have the berries, don't put two teaspoons of the ground powder because I feel like that is too much. Woof. Yeah. Uh, one tablespoon of rosemary. One cup of water and honey to taste. That's it. It's 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 allspice and rosemary tea. And uh, I found it on sortedfood.com. And here's the thing. I didn't hate it. It's intense. It's pretty mm. intense. 
but it tasted weirdly medicinal and like kind of a good way to me. Ah, well, plus it's got that rosemary, so it can really be about anything. Yeah. Yeah. You get that, you get that amplifier, you know, you get that like rosemary amplifier and you get just like the, I just feel it it was just a good tea. I felt good afterwards, you know, and Mm -hmm. with it having that, which I didn't use, like actually use allspice, you know, so I can't be like, I had the power of allspice because it fucking didn't, but it had kind of a kick to it, you know, like, and, and I I was for it. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it. And that was from sortedfood.com. That's all I have for you today about allspice. Oh. Okay, listen, ever since you said, it, you know, this is used in, in jerk seasoning, all I can think about is the fucking jerk goat that I had when I was in Jamaica. And I, I have a craving that will not be satisfied by anything else. That does sound sublime. Like that sounds. It's good. Oh, God, it was really good. Mm. It was spicy. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet they don't fuck around with the spice. No, dude, and they served it with Johnny Cakes, and oh, I want to retreat into my memory so I can taste that again. Casey, tell me, I know that you've you've, you've had some rough times. Tell me, what's interfering with your happiness? That's me being a, a professional licensed counselor. That's my voice. Is that is that is that right? Well, listen. <laughs> yeah, every now and again, every now and again, you need some you need some assistance uh, with getting through this wild uh, wild ride that we're on. And uh, for times like that, listen, Charlie. Mm. There's BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs on a personal basis, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can get communicating in under 24 hours. And if you're worried about maybe like, you don't, you don't jive with your first, uh, your first counselor that you're working with doesn't maybe doesn't work out, you know, the way you want to, not a big deal, pop on over to a new one, and you can get right back on to chatting with someone who really gets you. And I love that we make a point of that every time because it is something that Maisie and I have both had to do is switch around our counselors. It's Mm. common and it's not a problem. Uh, And when you do settle into somebody who really gets you, you can get timely and thoughtful responses uh, to your your messages that you send, either email style, chat, I am messenger style. You can do video calls. You can do phone calls and never have to wait and you don't have to wait in an uncomfortable waiting room ah such a big deal and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling which is a really big deal right now and financial aid is available to those who qualify if you're sitting here saying well i don't i don't have anything to talk about you know i don't have anything to talk about in my therapy session i bet you do because they can help with a wide range of things here we go including depression stress anxiety relationships sleeping problems (laughs) that one hits sorry (laughs) could you tell how deep that one went anger (laughs) family conflicts lgbt matters grief and self-esteem wait oh and more (laughs) so anything you share is confidential it is convenient it's a professional environment if you don't believe us 
you could check it out. Their testimonials are posted daily on their website, and that website is betterhelp.com. And in this time of worldwide need, BetterHelp has gone to the trouble of adding additional counselors to their, their roster, if you will. So there will be someone for you to talk to. Get in touch with somebody at betterhelp.com slash witch. And Mace, if you do so, and you do you use that slash, that slash witch, you'll get 10% off your first month. So join over a million people, a lot of people. That's a lot of a million people who have taken charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com. And for that 10% off your first month, go to slash witch. I would like to regale you with the tale of Maka. Not just the tale, a little bit of background as well. Now, this is spelled M-A-C-H-A, but because of its Celtic roots, I am assuming that there is a hard K making it Maka and not Matcha. So uh, forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, but I do believe it is Maka. Plus, I saw Irish Irish YouTubers and, and um, videos who said Maka. So I'm going to trust that mm. and go with okay. that. So I believe you. I thank you. I had to plead my case there. So <laughs> a Celtic goddess, Maka is widely accepted as one of the three embodiments of the Morrigan. Okay. Now, if you'll remember when uh, we went over the Morrigan in the past, we talked about how the Morrigan, some people view the Morrigan as kind of an archetype of three different people. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the three different goddesses are, the mother, the maiden, and the crone, each in their respective phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you just, it's kind of cramming all their stories together because they're very similar. However you choose to look at it, most commonly, Maka is viewed as a part of the Morrigan archetype. All three of those goddesses uh, are war goddesses and heavily associated with battle. So if you remember in the Morrigan episode, there was talks of one of the goddesses having bright red hair, whereas the other two are raven-haired or kind of that black, blue raven hair, very dark and mysterious and bird-like. Well, Maka is the goddess with the bright red hair. Uh, she's almost exclusively depicted in paintings as being cloaked in red. Uh, her surroundings are usually red, and when possible, she's working with fire. So red at the time... Um, of, of all of this in the myth, it, it goes hand in hand with the fact that in Celtic culture, uh, red was said to be repulsive to evil. In addition to the battlefield, Maka is tied to horses, crows, the land, fertility, sex, and fire. She represents protection and victory. Now, she kind of differs from the other two goddesses of the Morgan um, in that she is tied to fertility of the land in particular. I believe, as well as victory Mm. Um, in in things outside of the realm of battle. So if you do view view, uh, Maka as part of the Morgan trio, she represents the mother phase. And this is where things get a little bit confusing with her, because not only is Maka a part of the Morgan sisterhood or trio, but she herself is comprised of three to five different figures, all okay. called, <laughs> called Maka. More on that later. I have the three most popular, really, really quick little backgrounds. If you want to work with her, 
you can call on her to to work with her in, in your magic by using the color red. You can pay, you know, respect to her by wearing all red, maybe a red wig because the red hair is very big here. You could play up your already red hair if you have it. Use Hawthorne as an offering because it, uh, that's sacred to her. And she also has a preference for Holly as well as mistletoe. She is most prevalent and powerful around the time around the times of Ludensaw and Solon. So, the Morrigan would appear on the battlefield in either vision form, someone would have a vision of the Morrigan stepping out, or they would see ravens or crows or other corvus, uh, you know, death birds. And when they made themselves known, it was sort of like, yeah, she's on our side, right? So when Maka in particular makes herself known, she will do it so by flashing the fiery color of her hair. And this is either super fortunate or completely devastating, like depending on what side of the team you're on. Um, you know, if you see this red-haired woman amongst the crowd that's charging at you, just leave. Go home. Don't you're either going to win or you're going to get fucking murdered. Absolutely. She, uh, Maka has great power involving fertility. She could bestow it upon the land, livestock, and people. Uh, and this is what makes her the associated with the goddess phase. However, along with the power to give... Wait, you mean the mother? Yeah, did I say the goddess phase? Yeah. <laughs> the goddess. Sorry, the mother goddess. Uh, however, along with the power uh, to give, she also harnesses the ability to strip you of everything good in your life and to leave great suffering in her wake. Part of her, she's she's one of those very like I can be sweet or I can yeah. be very not sweet. Pendulum swing. <laughs> Part of her legend is the construction of now I don't I don't know Celtic so Emlan Maka, which is now called Navenport. Uh, after winning in battle, she forced her, the the living the remaining opponents that she didn't slaughter to build this fort for her this castle. So this place that still exists today, you can go and, you know, be in this this area, I guess, and be like, hmm, this was built by the goddess, but she just went, <laughs> I let you live, build it for me. So three of the legends that attribute to the Maka, I guess she and herself is sort of her own archetype. So the first one is Nemed's wife, or the leader of the third invasion of Ireland. And when she saw the carnage that would unfold in Ireland in a vision, she died of a broken heart. The next one, as she very she loves her land. The next one was a warrior queen who made her foes, she was that one who made her foes build the Emhenwen Maka. And the third one is the most well-known incarnation of the Maka. And this is her as the wife of Kruniuk. Now, this is the legend that I want to get into today. This is okay. sad, and just prepare yourself if you're not really in a pool. Well, I don't know, because it has a sad ending, but her herself is not sad, and ultimately, at least she gets the last word. So, after a visit to the home of Kremlin, now this is the same person that I talked about in the Morgan episode when I told a little tale about Morgan. It was actually... Uh, 
she was in her maca phase and she was visiting this dude. And if you remember, she was like saying, These she had cows. red hair. Didn't yeah, you? exactly. And yeah, then, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, looking back in my notes, I was like, oh, dude, that's really fucking maca. Um, if you remember in that story, she was like, these cows aren't yours, dude. These are these are free. These are the land's cows. You can't claim them. And he was like, fuck you. And he grabbed that big, like, uh, spear, I believe, and tried to get at her. And she was like, here's the, here's the thing. No. This is like a continuation of that. So when she came to visit him, he was a, a, widow, a widower at the time. And she eventually took him as a lover. And she cared for his children and his land, and she became pregnant with his child not long after their little affair began. Because nothing makes you want to get into it with a dude like him throwing a, a spear at you and trying to. You know. Yeah, apparently for a war goddess, that's like, oh, <laughs> she's, oh, all right. You want to fight me? Okay. Because, um, because there's this running theme in these stories. She tells uh, Kremiuk to not tell anyone that she is living with him or is oh, taking yeah, care of him right. uh, or that she even exists. You know, they're always like, okay, I'm going to be here and I'm going to bestow you with my presence. It is great honor. All you have to do in life, all you have to do is not tell anybody. Well, guess what? Dude, I'm fucking Maga. <laughs> yeah, guess what, bro? So, uh, Aldi, Kremit, he attends a horse race that was put on by the king. And to nobody's shock, the king's horses win because he has the best horses and they're very big prize. No one wants to win against the king. And he's a real dick about this victory. He's strutting around. The king is like, oh, well, who would have thought the king's horses were the best? You're all just plebs. And this is you know, the fact that everyone's just like, you're right, king. Wow, your horses are the best. You're the best, king. Everybody's sucking the king's ass. This really gets under Krennic's skin. Like, he is really annoyed. So he can't. Okay. Oh. <laughs> he can't. Sorry, your mic just did that, like, meme noise. So he can't leave. Krennic cannot leave well enough alone here. And he, of course, he pops off and starts bragging to the king's face. Uh, and he, by the way, this is the king of Ulster, right? So he starts saying, well, you know, my wife, my wife could outrun any of these horses on foot. <laughs> my wife's a horse. <laughs> my wife <laughs> on her bare feet could outrun any of these horses. Because that's normal. So you say to somebody. So the king gets all happy about it. And he's, he gets all like, <laughs> and Obviously, Maka declines. She of course. Is, um, first of all, not really into this idea, but she's also pregnant. And at this point, she's like nine, she's ready to go any day now. So she says, okay, I'll do it, but can I please, you know, can I please wait until I've had my baby? Let me have my fucking baby yeah. first. Like, I'm about to go into labor in five minutes. Can I not run a race against horses right now? And he says, no. The king, he's got to prove his point, right? This F in second. And he forces her, physically drags her out to the track. She's a goddess. How does he physically drag her to the track? I I imagine she's like either A, overcome with this sense of trying to protect her baby, or maybe she's trying to appear that she's human like like they try to do. I don't know. Anyway, he forces her ass out onto the track. And he 
the whole time while he's dragging her, she's crying and begging him, like, don't do this. And she's even calling out to members in the crowd, saying, please help me. And she has this quote here uh, of stating, because a mother bore each of you. And I thought that was cool. She's like, you know, please understand me. You all have moms. Do you want your mom being treated this way? But even then, nobody helped. So she ran the race against the horses, and she fucking won, first of all. And somewhere along the line, all the stress and trauma sent her ass into labor. And she delivered twins before the king's horses even finished the race. Okay, but what a slick, just smack <laughs> that is. You know, she's like, if they show up, she's got two. I fucking had two babies. It took you two so long. In the top, who have you been? I've had two kids. So yeah, she runs the race, beats the shit out of these horses, and has two babies on the finish line. As um, you do. As you do. Unfortunately, this does cause her to um, die. So as she lay, dying from the exhaustion and the childbirth and just all the shit that she went through, all these people who had come to attend the, the, the race, they're all circling her and just sort of looking on. And she hands down a curse to them because nobody steps in to help. Nobody stepped in to help when yeah, she was getting dragged out. Assholes. They're just, they're just cruel, just fucking slack jobs staring at her. So she hands down a curse to them. To those men who did not help and the nine generations that followed them. Oh, <laughs> They were to be stricken with helplessness in the times that they needed most. And that Oh, God! Yeah, right. And instead of help, what they get, what they receive, is the pain of childbirth. So, whoa. <laughs> That's a curse. That is a curse. And I, one of the places I was reading about this on, they kind of pointed out the fact that um, deathbed curses are the hardest to break. Like, there's, the most yeah. <laughs> there's so much energy, and like you're so tied in, you're already halfway through the veil, you know, that you're just getting all of this supernatural, like, you're fucked. Plus, she's a goddess. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's a lot of symbolism there of not helping those who need it yeah. and uh, in need, and there's a lot of mother symbolism. The nine generations I see kind of being, like, the nine months of pregnancy, mm. yada, yada, yada. So, uh, that's just sort of her and what she's all about, of being very, she's able to give so much and to be this gentle kind of floaty Galadriel-esque woman out in the woods taking care of shit. But she can also curse you to the worst shit that you'll ever know. So I'm a fan. That's my fan. I, I that's amazing. And I guess I mean I mean old dude did like upon meeting her throw a spear at her. So I just feel like he was just yeah. shitty the whole time. Yeah. She might like a lot of um it, it, it seems like in a lot, there's always, it seems like one error, and just like in with Isis, like she kept erring in telling her sister shit. You yeah. know, it's like they're not perfect, you know, like that, this, that's kind of her thing. It's like, like, you know, yeah, they, they want it to be idyllic. And even in her death, and even in this curse, she exempted, uh, what was his name? He has like 14 different names, please excuse me. Krennic, I believe. Uh, she excuses him from this curse, and he, like, apparently they were very much in love. He, like, named his horse after her, and... Oh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but, um... 
I don't know. I think I would have just sentenced him to nine generations of child labor. Yeah. For that long. Oh, I would have. my God. Just from the moment you're born to the moment you die, you feel the pain of child mm-hmm. That's your existence, you fuck. I was just, like, chilling at home, nine months pregnant. Yeah. With twins, trying to do my fucking thing. You drag me out of the house in public. Yeah. And make me run a foot race so hard I die. That's You're going to yeah. be in labor forever. Yeah, he is kind of a dad. Big Dak. Big Dak. Big Dak energy. Well, no, little Dick energy. <sighs> well. There wow. she is. Wow. I like her. I do too. She's a little less, um, she's a little more kind of home-based, kind of land-based, kind of sovereignty-based than I feel like the Morgan. The Morgan is just like, I'm smearing you with dirt on my face. I'm ready to go fucking fight. Yeah, yeah, there's no nonsense there. So she's she's a little more balanced version, I think, of this. So yeah, there she is. Wow, I like that story. I do, and I don't. Yeah, I mean it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but at least she's a goddess. You know, I mean, like she just goes yeah. back to where she was before she was in that guy's tree. Yeah, he <laughs> kept stealing his cows or whatever, and that's she's considered a living goddess. So even though there are stories wherein she dies or this, that, and the other, she basically, it's almost like she embodied a human, or she um, she was a human body. What am I trying to say? You know, she was like a goddess within a human body, and then yeah. perished, and then like can come back again. You know, something something along those lines. It's like how it is in Good Omens, like when they get discor- like discorporated, they have to like, it's a whole yeah. big deal, they get all this paperwork, they like, get a new body. <laughs> I feel like that's what happened to her. Like, it sucks because she has to do all this desk work to get her new fucking body eventually. But, like, you know, she'll come back. Yeah, she's not, she's definitely not one of the um, stories that it's just, that's like finito, like end. Mm -hmm. She's still around. She's still hanging. So, that's it. And perhaps on the third uh, incarnation of uh, Morgan, we'll we'll get another horrible, sad story and kind of wrap it up. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. This has been great. I've had a a tale of the time. Halloween's coming! And because of that, we got a fucking sweet-ass surprise for all of y'all. Bring me a surprise! It's great. It's great. And you know why it's great, Charlie? Mm. You want to know why it's great? Because we didn't do it. We it was not it. our idea. <laughs> you have all heard us talk about our great friend, Yira Lira. You, you know her. You love her. Yeah, <laughs> you asked to see her on the live streams. She's done a thing. She's, uh, so, I mean, her, her artistic ability never ceases to amaze me anyway, but she, her design capability is what I just can't grasp the magnitude of. <laughs> And she made us something and made technically, like, it's it's something where I can't believe, like, when she sent it to me, she's like, oh, here, here's this. And I was just like, are you fucking serious? It's so cool. It's so she cool. She has designed an eight and a half by 11 print uh, for Waba. It's, a, it's going to be a first edition print. Where it's our first print we were ever putting for sale. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And they, they'll be signed prints because... 
I think we're uh, fucking famous. I don't know, but it feels like the right thing to do. <laughs> I think everybody'd be like, "I want this print, but don't put your fucking paws on it." Yeah, I and I was I was like looking at it, and it's such a fucking cool design, and I kind of like I just I can't. It's so cool. I, I was like, we got to sign the back. We're not know, signing the front of this anywhere. Face it. <laughs> I'm but, not gonna. Well, no, it's just not happening. We have uh, lassoed Miss. Lira Lira into the WBAH. Are we a family now? Can we say that? A WBAH trio? Family? I don't know. Workforce? <laughs> sure. Workforce. <laughs> <An> employee? <laughs> oh, God. Um, and we're, we're doing a thing. We're going to do some fucking prints because it's so cool. We are both collectors of cool, you know, like band posters and stuff like that. Um, and this first one, the Halloween one, dude, if you're a fan of, seems like Tales from the Crypt um, comic books. Those comics. Yeah. yeah that's what it yeah. looks like. It's so good. And uh, when are we going to be able to release, like, show these people, show these guys? So, I don't know. I, I guess we, I've, at first my thought was, like, we'll put it under wraps, but I think that's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So, maybe when this airs, we'll go ahead and put it out and... Ooh, we could set it as, do you want to set it as the episode art? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. So, like um, that. depending on when you hear this and when we can get this all figured out and whatever, uh, because I don't know what we need to do. I think we just add it to the buzz feed sprout, yeah, whatever. Do that uh, check out today's episode art. You'll notice that it is different and that it is lovely and that it is bad ass. That's what we're talking about. And if you want to get your hands on this first edition signed, we're only making how many? However many we sell. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that these are going to be, it's it's going to be pre-ordered. So basically what will happen is it'll be like a pre-order thing. You purchase your poster and then we print mm-hmm. uh, that amount. Since it's our first time doing it, we don't, that's the simplest way to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're learning how to do this as well. So essentially it will be a, you order it. You get it, you know, as quick as we can. You know, we're only selling these for a week, by the way. So oh, these will yeah. be selling the week of Halloween. Pretty and much ending on Halloween. If you don't get your hands on it, I mean, seriously, it's a week that we're opening it. And then when we get our final numbers, that's what we're printing. So you will not have a chance to get another one. So don't drag your feet, boys. What else about that? Oh, where do they order? Uh, so that is being built currently. Mm. So we should have more info coming for you guys soon. We're just in the works. It'll be ready. We're just here to raise hype. Yeah, yeah, we're the hype men. Get hype. Get excited. We'll tell you guys when this is out for pre-order. And um, get yourself some because this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Macy, if you'd like, if, if anyone out there would like to advertise with the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, get your witchy product or service heard by the witchy community. Where can we do that? Advertisecast.com forward slash WBA podcast. Send us an email, just one, or however many, WBAH podcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at uh, Witchbitch Amateur Hour. A Twitter where we pretend to tweet at Habitch Hour. Come meet with us over on Facebook at which amateur hour? We've got a Patreon if you would like to be included in the shoutouts. 
the extra monthly episodes, the uh, what else do we do? The live blog posts, blog posts. We have a good time. It's patreon.com slash WBH podcast and the cutest little, what did we say about her last time? What song does she love? Oh. We said it was a song she deserved. I don't remember. I don't remember. The cutest little P.O. Box in Texas. P.O. Box A65, Canton, Texas, 75103. Wow. Wow. We did it. We did it. We did the whole thing. We did it. Fuck. (laughs) I'm hanging out now. No. I'm I'm ready to eat. What are you eating? Uh, just the classic man and some fucking beans and rice and some sausage, some like andouille. Is that the white? No, that's boudin. Boudin. Oh my god, Oh man. Oh boy. There's a restaurant that me and Clark go to. They have uh, boudin egg rolls, and it's it's just the best. No, I'll fuck all day with it. That sounds great. <laughs> it's so good. All right, man. I'll catch you next time. I just have to tell you one thing. Did uh, Rustin ever tell you why he doesn't like boudin? He poked it once and it was weird. What ha- I, I know He, it he says it. it's like a condom full of rice. <laughs> That's right. It's not wrong. I know. I I just don't care. But yeah, I just every time I eat it, that's all I think is like, you're like a condom full of rice. <laughs> so with that. Alright. Um Thanks. Good night. Good night. I just realized your name is Clint Hood today. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, all right.